<laughs> right, we're back in and we're joined by our guest Levi. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm well. I'm well. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here, do you know? Yeah. Really appreciate you First me. off, thanks for uh, coming I'm in, down, mate. mate. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, it comes to light, like your story after watching um, yourself on SAS. Um, like, honestly, it was like really like inspiring and stuff to sort of see you on there. How, how was that sort of experience? <sighs> well, yeah, that was difficult. That was tough. Um, mentally, physically demanding um but it was a really good experience um mm. i call it life-changing um in a sense of um just sort of giving you that strength to keep pushing forward understanding you know your limits your weaknesses but you can always push past them yeah. and working on yourself um it's not just about your physical ability you know it's, it's a lot of mental yeah. isn't it's, it it's more mental than anything don't get me wrong you need to have a physical mm, you know yeah you need to have a level of fitness mm -hmm. i'm not saying that you're going to get through on all yeah. mental um mm. <laughs> you but yeah you got like certain things you know you can go yeah push on. Um, exactly i watched your episode this morning actually yeah i watched you come down night. the waterfall yeah and you like i'm proud of myself yeah Fox, Fox yeah you like, smashed that yeah, to yeah you got shot yeah yeah i think there's a bit when he's like oh you know as much as it pains me to say it He's like, he done really good on that. He's yeah. like, it's like no, get lost, you go shy. Yeah, like, yeah, but that, that for me, you like, you, you jog off like that's mm. like a pat on the back. It's yeah. a morale boost. Yeah. So like, obviously, you you had your reasons to sort of go on go on to SAS. Obviously, after the passing of your brother um, yeah. Joshua, yeah. do you want to sort of elaborate what sort of happened and like yeah. your experience on grief? I kind of. I kind of because nobody's really heard you know they put a bit in the papers people know my social media even friends know stuff but i kind of go through kind of what happened that yeah. day so people get a sort of a yeah definitely mate you know so basically i was he come down from his missus house in hoddesdon to my dad's where i was staying um i left him he come up in the morning um i was going to help a mate do a bit of work at his place um so i said to my bro do you want to come he's like not really feeling it he, he's more a techie guy anyway i'm hands-on get yeah. stuck in he's like i'm not about getting dirty <laughs> so i remember saying cool no worries i left the house um whatever time it was um but funny thing is i've left the house and i've, I've left me money on the side so i'm pressing the buzzer to go back up into the block he's not answering i'm pressing the buzzer pressing the buzzer pressing i'm thinking you know your brothers mm. so you get i'm like what is this guy's yeah, doing yeah, no. after about five minutes he's finally answered and to this day I can't remember what he said and it uh, there's no point in me rattling my brain to say you know I think he said did I pass out or did I fall asleep or did I do you know what I mean mm. so I said there's a bit of money on the side take half of it throw me down a tenner or something so I've gone about my business um it's got to the middle of the day and his bro my brother's missus keeps calling and she's like I can't get through to him he's not picking up the phone and you know as brothers it's kind of it's unusual for you to not yeah. to answer and to respond at some point yeah so I said, look, don't worry, he's at home. I've left him. He's probably chilling or he's mm -hmm. fallen asleep. I said, knowing him, he's probably left his keys indoors and he's probably gone out and his phone and he can't get back yeah. in. She's like, she felt a bit worried and it's weird how when something happens, sometimes you can get a bit of a weird feeling. Yeah, yeah. A gut feeling. Yeah, gut right. feeling. And she's like, no, I'm a bit worried. And I'm like, I'm in my head. I'm like, he's fine, he's yeah. fine, don't worry. But then... So well, it's like, add to that point, it's just like another normal day, It's another isn't normal it? day. So I'm trying to call him, call him, call him, call him. He's not answering. I'm like, you know what, I'll try in a bit. I'm not that far from home, but I didn't have a car at that time. So I was like, I'll get back there at some point. Yeah. So I think it got to about three, four hours later. And um, she still, she's like, no, I'm worried. And I'm thinking, mm, I'm still not worried. But I was like, let me call one of my mates who mm -hmm. lives in the area. Say, can you go up and press the buzzer just to see... I don't think my mate ever got round there to doing it, but that's that's not no, you know, nothing yeah. bad on his behalf, you know. 
But although I did think he might have felt a bit saddened after what mm. happened because he didn't. What yeah. Or something, yeah. yeah, you know. Um, so I was heading home anyway. Um, I'm walking up my steel toe boots on rucksack on my back. I get a phone call from my dad and I couldn't understand what he was saying. He was talking gibberish and I was like, and I don't talk to my dad like that or my family. I'm like, what the F are you saying? I can't effing understand you. Mm. I can't, what are you saying? You know, and then he's like, Josh, get on quick, dying. That's all I got. And, you know, I just started running. And um, I always say it's not like the movies where you see them running and running and mm. running and they get all the way home. Mate, you get out of breath, I've got steel toe boots on. I've got to the top of the road. I'm in a panic. I'm in Stoke Newington. So I've seen a police car come out of the police station at the back. So I've literally opened his driver door. He's throwing his hands up. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's in a panic. Like, what's yeah. this guy going to do? <laughs> so um, I was like, please get me home, brother. I'm in, you can see he's in the States. So he said, get in. He's drove me home. And obviously there's two ambulances outside. So I read them, I'm thinking, what the hell? Bolted up the stairs, gone in the house, you know, opened the door. And he's on the living room floor. Apparently he was in the bath before. My stepmom's come home, obviously opened the bathroom door. I was like, oh, you know, he's in the bath. Mm, but then yeah. I think when she's probably saying sorry or trying to communicate with him, he's non-responsive. So my dad's come, whatever, she's got with my dad. My dad's took him out of the bath. So now he's in the living room. Obviously mm. he was giving mouth to mouth at first. Now they're doing CPR and they've got the defib on him. And I'm like, the fuck? Yeah, like, yeah. For I mean, me, that yeah. like seeing your brother or anyone in your family, even a good friend mm, in that. Yeah, of course, mate. You yeah, know, I never expect to ever yeah, see that, I fell to my knees in the doorway and I was like, Shay, I didn't know what to think. I think I was like hitting the door frame, like, no, 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 what's going on? Mm. And then my dad's like, don't do that. Yeah, you're right. And then I said to the paramedic, I was like, like, what's going on? Like, you know, and he's like, his heart stopped and I'm not a doctor, uh, I'm not a paramedic, but when somebody says your heart stopped, yeah, that's, not good. Yeah, that's yeah. not good. I think that's when my heart just broke into two, mm -hmm. again, into a million pieces. And I was like, shit. And I call it maternal mode now, like as, as mothers are maternal, mm -hmm. but I'm quite a caring person. So I always say this, sometimes people might take a trip or a fall and some people might laugh at that person, but I'm like, oh shit, you're right, mate. Yeah, I might yeah. not even know you. I'm yeah. quite like, don't be embarrassed that, mm. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I felt him, he don't know clothes, he's got a little towel over his thing, and he's still lukewarm, his body. You know, from now I go to the movie, from movies you see, they're not stone cold. So yeah. I'm thinking, well, he's got a bit of warmth in him, yeah. he could come back. Mm -hmm. So I've got the little towel, I'm rubbing his legs, you know, in be between them doing the CPI and then the machine saying, you know, one, two, yeah. three, and they, these things stick with you clear, so you've got to not touch him while yeah. the defib goes. You know, I'm rubbing him, rubbing him, and, um, but yeah, I'm... I'm I'm in bits at this point. My dad's in bits. Oh, mate, I can imagine. And it's like, it's weird because, you know, people started showing up. Like, my mum's coming through the door. My mum lives in Enfield. I don't know how she got, got there. In, it, felt, it felt like it was five minutes, yeah. you know? Yeah. And when they're doing CPR, it felt like an eternity. And, you know, they're pushing hard on his chest. And I'm just praying that he comes back, mm. you know? And I still had a bit of hope, but I'm terrified. Like, I'm absolutely terrified. Um, so... And they're doing it for ages. And I'm thinking the thing, machine's staying clear, not breathing, keep resuscitation. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, they was doing it for a long time. They've looked at each other, the paramedics, like he's, they're doing it. And one's there, you know, she's squeezing the thing. It's not mouth to mouth. They've got the, the yeah, thing yeah. they squeeze for the air to go in. And as they're doing it, this must've been about 10, 15 minutes, man, even longer. So, you know, I commend them for, for mm -hmm. continuing because- I bet that felt like a lifetime. It felt all, like yeah. forever, yeah. you know, and- 
they um as he was doing it he looked up at the other one and the other one looked up at him and they didn't shake their heads but you know they had to communicate with yeah. themselves first to kind of say like and i saw him look at his watch and he looked at that one and i got from that he's looking at the time he's passed now and the look he gave him in the eyes was like without shaking his head was like and yeah, yeah, then they mate. kind of looked at us like and they were like not much else I there's nothing do. more we can do can't. mate I, I just i just I, I can't remember if i burst into tears no at that point my mum's like i'll oh, get that stuff off of him get that shit off of him get that and he, they had something in his mouth to keep his airway open mm. i'm like mom can't like you know mm. calm down and they took that out and I'm, i just laid with him on the floor in my living room you know for at least 20 minutes you know, I was kissing his face and I was just yeah. stroking his hair. And I don't know what happens when you pass, but I believe that you, maybe your spirit's still in the room, who knows? Mm -hmm. But he can't communicate what he can hear maybe, or your spirit's there still. So I'm just saying to him, we're here. You're not alone. We're all here. Mum's here. Friends were coming up. You know, my neighbour was there. My grandma's showing me that. And, you know, she struggles with stairs and that. She's yeah. here, you know, and everybody's showing up. I said, you're not alone. You're not on your own. Shows how loved you yeah. yeah, and, um, you know, I... Why I think that was happening, I messaged the same geezer, like, Don, pray for us. And he's like, what? And I was like, Josh, he's dying. And he's probably like, what? So now a load of the guys, we live in Shakespeare Walk, it's uh, quite a good community, you know what I mean? And a lot of the boys from the area, they've all shown up outside. And I think, I don't see the derogatory way to them, like, or to anyone to think, oh, why well, they got a bottle of drink? But you know, when things happen in life, people do show up, they've got a drink, and that's that's what we do. Yeah, we show them a yeah, bottle, yeah, yeah. and we're here to, you know, we're here for you if you need us. And I've looked out the window, and there must have been about 50 people out there. The way I look at it is like when Tupac passed, like, yeah. and there was like loads of people yeah. outside, and I, you know, the respect I have for them for being there for me like that, you know. And mm -hmm. so he was on the floor there in the living room, wrapped up anyway. I'm laying with him for ages, and then. I thought, you know, I'd give my mum and that some time. The police come up to just make sure there was no foul play. And they said, obviously, they allowed him to be there. He was at home for probably about an hour and a half before the coroner's come to take you away. Yeah. So we still had him. And my dad always said, um, you know, at least you made it home. You're home, you know. And I look at it, I take, you know, positives from it, even though it's a negative, that, that he had a brain hemorrhage, they said. He had bleeding on the brain. And he could have been bleeding for... Um, for years, but it's like a bath, an empty, uh, a solid vessel is filling up and then there's, there's no way for it to overflow. Mm. So he could have passed out on the train. He could have been circling the train own, yeah. for, for ages, you know? Yeah. So yeah. from there, this is where my downfall started that day. You know, I've gone outside, I've walked out and my mates are like, I was like, he's gone. And I think my mate had a bottle of Cavossier and I just, I just, I think drunk like half the bottle without even flinching. Do you know what I mean? Didn't feel yeah. anything. And from that day, yeah, that's on to the next bit. I've yeah. I think alcoholic. watching anyone die does scar you yeah. for the rest of your life because you never think you're going to be in that situation. No. Especially your brother. And like, well, it's so like one young. day, one day your life is like... A normal day. Well, compared to the day. day after, you're like on top of the world. And yeah. you're like, life is like perfect. perfect. And then within... 24 hours or something or even like like you say you're going to going to yeah, help your mate a few out hours. within a couple of hours like your life has just changed forever just completely isn't it? and like the person one of the closest people that you're close with is you're never gonna see again or speak, speak obviously they're yeah, still with us and yeah, that but do you know what i mean it's it's they're not there in the physical is what yeah, you yeah, yeah they're yeah, there yeah. in the spiritual but like he he was your brother obviously we're brothers like, yeah, obviously yeah. we have we have murders all the time yeah. where we want to but 
we we're like best mates. That's really. it. Yeah, yeah we it. have days where we want to kill each other. Yeah. You have to have a, you have a little you have a little grapple, you have a little yeah. fights, you have little tiffs. That's why I think when I watch your um episode or watch you on SAS, I was watching it with my missus and I saw you come on and talk talk about your brother and that, and they're like it did hit home a bit. Like yeah. I don't know, maybe because I've lost someone now. You sort of, even though it's different, like you lost your brother, I lost my dad, but you just relate to it. Like straight away, I thought like about lo- losing yeah, mates or my uh, older brother yeah. Rich, and you go like, fucking hell, like life can just like yeah. change within just an instant, in a, in a yeah. split second, and it it leaves you not knowing where to go next. And what I felt was. You know, it's not just me that was grieving. You got to think, my stepmother. I, just, I look at her like as a mother. I'm saying my stepmother, mm. but you know, she's been there from when I was a kid as well, yeah. and I, I do love her to bits. And she's still struggling with that now because I left that day, but she had come home, and she's the one that found him. So everybody's got their own part of that grief. I've got the yeah. phone call, so my part of the grief starts when I'm getting a phone call mm-hmm. and I'm running home. She's come home, found him. My dad's come home, taken him out of the bath. My mum's got a call had to come so we've all had a different part to play so it's the we're all not the same grief but there's different parts to it you know and i think finding him there for her is it's massive you know she was screaming what do you do and i guess yeah it's like one of those things what do you do in that situation because you either fight or flight yeah you you panic or you know straight away i need to get i need need to to get some help yeah and um so what i say is as well so our family's always been close we've we haven't had money like that we're not we're, we're, you know, I'm not saying we're poor, but we've always had love and a lot of respect, and we're genuine, good-hearted people. Yeah. So a lot of people take to us, and which counts for yeah, a lot counts more, for mate. a lot more. Yeah. To be fair, and to be honest, you know, if somebody probably offered me dad a million pounds to do a job, you probably said, "I don't need a million for that, mate." Mm. You know, give me fifty yeah, grand. Yeah, yeah. You're just genuinely evil. So, um, so when you're grieving, or say you broke your leg, for example, look, God forbid, and if it happens, right, your brother helps support you, your family mm-hmm. support you, but when you're all broken your leg for example how, you, you're all like we're all grieving at the same time so there's yeah, no one yeah. to really how do we support each other it's hard because you're all in this hole in this you know your mental states rot i mean yeah. maybe if something really terrible happened to him, just one me but i'm still alive say yeah. you know people support you pick you up but we're all going through it and we're yeah. all feeling it and we're all it's new to us so we're all shutting down we're all farm drinking mm. at that time like i'll be honest there's things that i've I want to be honest in this podcast mm-hmm. because, you know, I want to be able to help people get through their traumas and their grief. And I'll, they need to understand that I've been through it and me not beating around the bush will be like, well, you haven't really experienced that. You haven't really done that. So I'll be honest. I'll be, you know, the alcoholic bit people know, I mean, this would be a shot to a bit of family or friends, but I was doing a lot of cocaine, like a lot, you know, maybe four or five grams a day, yeah. you know, and I had never done it before. Yeah. I'd never yeah. done it before. I worked in the events industry and, you know, sorry to shoot down the events industry, but it's yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. and I, I was good enough to stay away from it. And, you know, I always had a puff. I don't smoke, I haven't smoked for years. But, you know, as teens growing up, I think, you know, cannabis was just a, it was always there. Um, was that like sort of your coping mechanism? After? Yeah, yeah, the drink. And then I think Try the drink and out, led to thing. the drugs. And that way I, you know, in the daytime, like, I started to feel, well, why should I feel good? Why should I be able to eat? Why should I be happy? He's not here to feel all of this. So it becomes self-sabotage, self-destruct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, yeah you know, just all of the negatives, self, no self-love, no self-care. Um, so I was doing cocaine and, you know. Probably putting first, on a brave face a at brave the same face. time, yeah. At first it wasn't visible. It's was good at hiding it. Yeah. Then after a while, you know, you your relationships like, yeah. start pushing away, you start getting angry, you start getting pissed, you know, yeah. you're drinking too Could much. Could you talk to anyone about it? Like, your, like, 
obviously losing someone so young, mm. could you like sort of talk to your mates and show how you was feeling, or did you like close up and just? Well, I had a good couple of mates, you know, a guy called Aaron Pryor, Adrian Clifton, who plays football now, um, FA Cup level, and you know, a, a lot of other people. There's so many names, you yeah. know, and they were there for me, and they kind of knew what I was doing, but they always gave me positive advice and was there for me. But what I appreciate about them is they always had the door open, never forced me through it. Yeah. I wanted to come to them, yeah. they would come, but if I felt like I needed space, they'll never be like, come here, I need you to come in. You know, just kind of give you that space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's good to like have people like that because you know, if people are trying to force something out of you, yeah. you're gonna lie, you'll be like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Whereas yeah. if they relax with you and just be like, how you doing? Yeah. You're gonna open up and yeah. be like, yeah, I'm struggling, I need I've got help. a friend, I had him calling Big Tech, Turkish guy, and he'll be like, and I've always this was like a bit of a blessing anytime I felt like really low and I didn't know what to do sometimes I just wander around sometimes you know I was everything was good in my life and then now I don't know what I'm doing I'm buzzing I'm drinking he's like where are you going I see him in there I'm like he's like come over here come I've got to go up the road follow me up the road or something and you're like yeah. he's like come we're gonna grab a, uh, grab a cup of tea or whatever it might mm. be I'm like all right then but it was always like a bit of a blessing because at that moment I don't know what I was about to do or where I was yeah. going to go. You, you know? probably look back on that now and really appreciate really that appreciate moment. Really appreciate that. Yeah. I remember one time I was walking down Church Street, Stoke New, and I actually stopped for a minute in a doorway. And I didn't, like, on Church Street in Stoke New, and was like, should I just sit here then? And a mate come past, Callum, and, you know, he was like, what are you doing? What are you? I was like, nothing, I'm just about to go over mm. there. And he's like, yeah, come meet me, come, we're going to go over there and uh, grab some breakfast or whatever. And I'm like, uh, all right. But I was really about to sit down just on the floor in the doorway. And I don't know why. I just didn't, I had nowhere to go. Mm. You know, my brother was, um, I was, I followed him through everything, you know. Yeah. It's like footsteps in the snow. He was leading them. And then when they stopped, I'm like, oh, where do I go? Left, yeah. right, forward. Got guidance, have you? Yeah, it's like learning to walk again, mm. to be fair. It's like like baby, a baby mode. He's um, the, as, like, obviously, you got your dad and that, but I always think, like, your older brother, you do mainly look up to don't you, do, you? Yeah. because you do generally sort of tend to learn from their mistakes or so do you know what i mean you sort of like ask them for advice for advice like, yeah. yeah even i was saying this to my fiance's dad the other day he was the guy when it comes to getting your hair cut and he's like yeah get a one and a half and this one and so i had no clue yeah he yeah, was yeah. he was the handsome brother he was like mm. You, do you know Red Man and Method Man, the rappers? Yeah, he was yeah, like yeah. Method Man, and I was a bit like Red Man. He's just <laughs> like, yeah. And I, that's how I always looked at him. Red Method Man's always a bit like suave and got his swagger. And Red yeah, Man's got a hat yeah. on the hood, and he's just a bit rough and rugged. But yeah. um, it's similar to me and Tom. Like he can lead the way. I'm a bit more reserved and yeah. Like that. So if I didn't have Tom, I would really struggle. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I can't imagine it's like if we feeling. walked into a room and he shook everyone's hand, right? I shake everyone's yeah. hand. You know, obviously as now as we've gotten a bit old and progressed, mm. we're a bit more in yeah. ourselves and we, yeah. we mm -hmm. have that ability. So I'm quite outgoing now and quite, I wouldn't say outspoken, quite forward. And my mate, Jerome, says, you're a social butterfly. You know, you put you in any situation. You are though, mate. Like, yeah, like I say, away. we, since like um, getting in contact with you, Mate, you've been lovely like, the yeah. whole time. Like, and yeah. to be honest, when I, I remember when I first messaged you, I was like, oh, I probably won't get a reply because like it's just one of them. Do you know it's what I mean? Like, like, yeah, it does but happen. you was like straight, straight back. You was like, yeah, man, I'd love to come on. Yeah, yeah. You. And then again, like where you know you guys lost your old man and what it represents and how we're coming forward and you know it's making ourselves proud and doing for us. Mm. But it's this is a legacy for you yeah. guys, but and your old man as well to. Mm. to you know, it's maybe you wouldn't have started this if you never lost it. Well, that's the thing. We said it on our last one, didn't we? Like, if you'd asked us, probably like, well, our dad died five years ago, say six years ago, that 
I dad had died and we'd be doing a podcast on grief. Like you'd be like, yeah, no yeah you wouldn't have. Yeah. And the thing is the five years. So my brother passed 2013 September and it's, you know, we're in April now. His birthday is 23rd of April. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. So there was yeah. always these sort of lambs, sorry to change the no, circle, no, that's right, circle but there was these landmark moments. So like his birthday and I noticed in life, things will pop up close to these times. I'm like, oh, it's a sign, but it could be like a lot of people are like, well, it's just a coincidence. Well, I take it as a sign. Yeah. It's yeah. near his birthday and I'm getting it makes you feel better. Yeah, the chance to talk about him mm-hmm. and 100%, life, so. mate. Yeah, you gotta take any comfort that you can. And out also, of it, like you mean? said, five years, but sometimes what people don't understand is five years, ten years, it always feels like yesterday. Yeah. You yeah. can remember what you And doing. the memories in your head. So I was, I was talking to a psychologist when I came back from SAS, Channel Four kinda helped me out and Minot and Films bless them, you know got me to see someone privately because when was out there you talk about a lot of your grief mm. and there's a lot of other people that have gone through things so it was nice to be able to share and open up yeah, yeah. but it made me feel that i imagine you had a leaky pipe and you've taped it up you've put mastic on it and it's lasted a few years but itself it's fixed by yourself yeah. so it, you know after a while it just kind of erupts and blows you need to get a plumber in now yeah, <laughs> so yeah. i kind of felt a bit wobbly and um so yeah i spoke to somebody you know about the grief and what he said is the memories what you what we think in our head like i said about it felt like just yesterday there's some thoughts that you don't need to hold on to so for for me for example it might be whenever i used to think about him it's when that day you passed and he was on the floor and the cpr and but these are you don't need to hold that you know these some memories you need to let go and keep onto the positives but it's deciding what you want to hold and what you want to keep yeah, and getting yeah. rid of some isn't a bad thing and it's not gonna make you not remember your old man yeah. or your brother but some of them are very like painful memories and you could wake up and that could ruin the ru- rest yeah, of your day rest of your and day yeah. your weeks and you know and it's it's. I think the psychologist said don't quote me it's like you know your memory has two different parts bits where memory's a process where it turns to information and bits where it's stored and it's broken and because it was a trauma it hasn't had the chance to really process that mm-hmm. information so it's just in there broken and it's like just stuck in the back of your head so um again all that self-sabotage self-attacking you know and you you, you, you know I, I feel like i've i've come a long way from the alcohol you know the drugs um what was like the sort of um, moment that you sort of like wanted to change? Yeah, right? like what made you sort of go right? That's enough now. I need to make a change. I think I say this with anything in life. When it comes to giving something up or starting something new, you just get to this turning point. It's like you can't ever put a date on anything. I'm going to start the gym next week. I'm going to eat healthy in a month. Yeah. It doesn't work like this. One day you just I'm like fed up. I'm sick of this. You wake up one day and you're literally like I've had enough and I want to change my life. And for me. I was driving with a mate and, you know, had a load of gear, you know, we're going to get more. And I think I was driving, I heard this voice in my head, it's like, you're going to die now, literally. And my body kind of was weak and numb. I stalled the car, kind of blacked out a bit. I'm, I'm in traffic. So I'm like, shit, what's that? And so now I've managed to get to the side of the road. My mate's like, what's happened? I'm like, I didn't know what to say anyway. So anyway, we've ended up at his and he's like, get some more. And I'm like, I'm all right. And literally, I stopped doing the gear. I still an alcoholic because drink, you know, I'm I'm stuck on it, you know. Mm. So then the company I worked for, because I had this epiphany, I call it, and this change in myself and where I wanted to be, and I just felt like that moment is. I always felt like I wouldn't kill myself, but I'd hurt myself, not cut my wrist, mm. but painfully drink drugs, not caring about myself, not self loving, didn't, care, didn't yeah. care what happened. But that moment, I was like, fuck, I do care. Mm. I do care if I'm going to die. So that's mm. self-love as well. Yeah, I if do you didn't care. Love, 
if you don't love yourself, it's yeah, like, it's, it's just a dangerous, it, yeah, it? it's a dangerous thing. And I, I always think like, I, I I didn't go to that extent, but I remember when my dad passed and like a few other things happened and that. I sort of went on like, you could say a self sabotage. I'd be going out all the time, yeah. like not looking after yourself and all that. And I felt like I'd sort of think. My dad wouldn't want me doing this. Doing this, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Even though, we'll like, proud he, he, prou- he is this. proud of me and all that. Yeah. And it is it's a horrible situation, what we, like, everyone, but you. they wouldn't want that They wouldn't want you, it, Do you no. know what I mean? Yeah. And that's another thing as well. So I always felt my brother was always really close to me. Then the things I started doing and the way I was behaving, I felt like, he was like, I don't like this. I don't want to be near you when you're like this, you know? I love you to bits. Mm. And I, again, like you said, I didn't feel he'd be... He would agree, and my brother wasn't like that. He'd be like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, don't do this crap. This ain't mm. for me. Don't put this on me that you're doing all this drink and drugs because of me. Because mm. that's not how I would want you to be. I want you to get out there and keep moving and push on. And yeah. like what we're doing now, that this yeah. is like, right, that's my So brother. good motivation, though, isn't it? Knowing that, yeah, like, it, he would be like that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it means, like, they, they meant, like, they thought a lot of you. Do you know yeah. what I mean? If they didn't, like, yeah. who we want then, isn't it? And then I think the. I work for a company called Showforce Events. It's glorified labourer in the events industry, I call it, because you're working in, you know, Wembley Stadium, you're going to all these different festivals, you might build building the stage, working the lighting text, the chippies. So I always put a lot of graft into what I do. So, you know, I, I, I always got recalled for a lot of jobs. And then, like I said, when I felt like I had enough of that, that the drink and the drugs, and just in myself, and I just really wanted to get out of it. And I was thinking, how can I? And I'm either fully switched on or I'm fully switched off. And I'm, we could be drinking all today and then tomorrow you're like, you want to drink? I don't drink no more. It's like, mm. just drink yesterday. It's like, no, no, I swim now and I run. and mm. I, So I'm, I'm I'm good at just shutting things down. But that's a positive and a negative at the same time. Yeah. So I've contacted the company I've worked for and they've got a hub in the Middle East, um, in Abu Dhabi, Dubai. And I was like, look, I thought it's a drink-free, drug-free country. It'd be a good chance for me to get away. I'm good at what I do. You know, it's just running crews and setting up for events, yeah. you know. Again, if there's a, I said that's really, I'm quite good with words, you know, like w- not the brightest talking, but sharpest talking books, but I could write quite well. So yeah. I said, look, I've been through this. They knew what I've been through. It's taking time off. I said, look, if there's an opportunity, I'd really like to go. And I think I saw an email come back a few days later. And you know, you're like, oh, you know, you've looked for so apply yeah. for it. And I was scared to open it. You know, you're like, yeah, oh, just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, lucky enough, there was a guy that was just leaving. He was retiring out there. And they said, "What well, if you want that position, you can take it. So I was like, right, I love it. Oh, amazing, mate. So at first, I was going out there for a few weeks at a time, come back for a week or two, go back for four weeks. And when I got there, they sent me to Yas Marina Island where they do the F1, last race of the season, Abu Dhabi. Um, I was in Qatar. So I was like, mate, you know, the sunshine on your skin. And I was like, this is life. Mm, this yeah. is living. And just opened my eyes to away from Hackney, away from the blocks of flats, away from the drugs. This is... And it also, like we were saying, it's like another sign, like something's come up to sort of like give you an opportunity, right, let's make a change now, isn't it? Yeah, you know what I mean? it's time, yeah. yeah. And I remember and it was like, that was probably the second time I'd been away abroad working. Luckily, you know, I was very grateful for it. And, you know, just those feelings of getting on a plane and going to the airport and sitting on the plane and... I used to listen to the um, Emirates, man. It's excellent to fly with. And you can put on different stuff. It was Lauren Hill, the Fuji's tracks and this and that. And I just sit there and just, I don't even watch a movie. I just listen to this music all the way. And it's really quite heartfelt. And I'd look around on the plane and think, right, you're not going on holiday, but I'm, not, I'm sitting in this chair. They've paid for me to go to work. <laughs> mm. And I, like, I'm like i going to work. Mm, like, yeah. And I was like, I was really 
boosted my confidence. Yeah. Started caring about myself. Yeah, it's good, mate. Yeah, yeah so when mate. I got out of there, I'd done really well. Unfortunately, I, I was on and off that for a couple of years. I was going out there. Um, they offered me a contract. Unfortunately, the money wasn't really what I wanted. And I think at first, I still felt I was quite far from my brother, even though he's in the cemetery in my family. So it was nice to keep going back and forward, yeah. but to stay there constantly. And, you know, my family's still going through stuff. My little sister was probably 13 at the time. Yeah. So did you struggle when you come back, like trying to stay off the booze and stuff like that? Oh yeah. Great, great question. So <laughs> what I found was no matter how far in the world you go, and I don't want this to be any disrespect to anybody I know that's listening to this. When you go back to an area or that same environment, you realize everybody's doing the same thing. I've been gone three months. I've just it's been doing all of this and that and there's been no change, but it's still the drink, still the drugs, still smoking. Mm. And I'm like, Fuck. it makes you realize that shit, man. I, there's so much more out there. And I felt really down. And I felt like, how can I try and help everybody to get out of this? Yeah. We all need to go and open our eyes yeah, to this. And yeah, it's quite yeah. sad, you know. And um, But it, it was quite difficult when you come back because it's where you live. And unfortunately, that might be the same little group yeah. that you go to. And they might not be, that's not all your friends. That's just, there's some people you drink with, some people you might do a bit of gear with. It's not yeah. everybody. And some of my friends don't do all that. Mm. You know, nowadays, nobody really does at all, to be fair. Um, so yeah, it was quite difficult. I think I I did have a bit here and there. I'd be lying if I said I came back and I'm teetotal. Nah, that, yeah. That's bullshit. You know, I had a bit, but I wasn't as bad. No. You know, and then what I found was when you stop something for a long time, drink, drugs, whatever it might be, that vice smoking. When you have a bit, you're like, why you feel terrible after. Yeah. You're like, why did I do that? I feel shit, and mm. it's not the same feeling, the same buzz yeah. you had before. Yeah. So then you're like, right, that was off-putting. You're like, you know what, I'm glad I actually had that to make me realise I don't, yeah. don't yeah, need that. Yeah, don't need yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, so then I started doing training. You know, used to, like, to train as well. I, see you I was going to say, like, like, I see that like, you're into your <laughs> training. Yeah. Right, like, you're a big boy, yeah, I see that like, you're into your yeah, training. Yeah, I started doing, so I remembered my stepdad, he, he passed, like, oh, man, but he had prostate cancer, and he Years ago, he took me to a place called Team Titan. And what I liked about them is there was a lot of professional fighters already there. Brad Pickett, uh, Jason Shotgun Young. There's a jiu-jitsu guy, Enrique Santana. They're really good, you know. And sometimes when you train with people like that already kind of out there, you're like, right, this is good. Like, yeah. I'm kind of, you know, not no disrespect to training with just any old bod, but it's a bit more inspirational. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah you yeah, can yeah. make it to this level. So I went down there one day and I was like, I hadn't been there for about five, six years. Like, do you remember? He's like, yeah, of course I remember. He's like, come in, train. Started doing jiu-jitsu. And he's mm -hmm. like, mate, you do it. I'm here every day. So I stopped working for a bit. Train every day religiously. It was like church, you know, and even the geezer's wife was like, mate, he's like, you're dedicated. <laughs> it's like free are. therapy that like, I find. It was. Yeah, when um, I, when like, obviously we lost dad and that, I feel like training was like a big part of me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It makes you feel so much better about yourself and like gets you back on like where you want to go. Yeah. Definitely, it's a good motivation. Thinking that on the way down, the training isn't just about getting big, you know, getting hench, say, muscles and, you know, being the best at something. It's for your mental health, your yeah, mental state, structure. structure, routine. Like, just the hardest bit about training isn't doing it. It's getting your shoes on and getting mm, out the door. 100%. That's yeah, the yeah. hardest part because it's so easy to say, listen, like, we all would rather sit down and stand up, innit? We'd yeah. all rather have a cup of tea and put on the telly. Yeah, but then once you've done that little jog, you don't have to run, you know, a, a mile a minute or anything like that, you know? You, 
Just go out for a gentle stroll. Mm. Once you're done, you're like, that was so good. Yeah. yeah. And then you can sit down and enjoy yeah. the cup. The minute, like, yeah. before, like, you're like, oh, I really can't be bothered. The minute, the first five, within the first five minutes of doing it, you're like, oh, I'm glad I've done yeah, this. Yeah, I'm glad now. I've done that. 100%. You're, that endorphins and know that the feeling, the things that shift around your body. And I always found we didn't have loads of money. So when it comes to training in that sense, it was free. And I mm. could put my shoes on and just go for a run. You know, well, you saw it run. over COVID when they shut all the gyms. How many people struggled with yeah. their mental health and stuff like that? Um, yeah, it's the best therapy, I think. Just yeah. Doing some it's sort of free exercise. therapy, isn't it? Yeah. And like you say, the hardest bit is just getting your shoes on and getting there. Getting but once there. you're there, it's just. And then, uh, like I said, the jiu jitsu started doing that and MMA and wrestling in the day. And then, you know, I was, I was only a white belt. I wasn't a black belt, blue belt. But, you so know. It gives you a focus, though, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, it's not. It, it is a distraction. Like It takes yeah. your focus away from that to, that, to, that, to something yeah. positive. positive do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And then I found that uh, the coach was like, you should do the Europeans, you know, European championships, you know. You, anyone can enter. I wouldn't say enter if you've got no practice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mate actually said that at the time. He said, what if I come? and said, I'm a black belt. <laughs> and went to fight a black belt. My uncle was like, mate, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get hurt. Big time. You know, so I've done the competition as a white belt. I didn't win. But again, stepping on the mats, the feeling in your belly, feeling of loads of people there, it's, yeah. it's an Gives accomplishment. You well, yeah. Like, you got. I think you always got to have goals because if you ain't got nothing to chase, yeah, you're, you're just waking up. You're just, just waking up. To Whereas if you got a, sort of something you want to achieve, that's yeah. why. Like after I lose my dad, you always set targets like the marathon, and yeah, stuff like that because it keeps you busy, yeah, um, yeah. And I always set quite big goals, and a lot of people like they said to me. Some people said, "Why don't you start with something smaller, just like round the corner than the European?" I'm like, "No, I'm going straight yeah. for that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes you set yourself a really small goal and you've achieved it really easy. And there was you, you need something big to aim to, and even if you don't get to that, at least the process along yeah, the way is yeah. a lot of effort, like that motivation, determination, and again, there's something to make them proud as well. Yeah. Isn't it? You want them looking down and going like. Yeah, on, like, like, yeah, yeah, go yeah on you're on doing well. Like, I felt, keep going. I felt that like he was there with me, and uh, when I done that, and you know, it's like, come on, come mm. on, bro. And it just shows how far you come as well, because you like it's not easy to stop drinking, drinking drugs, doing that yeah, sort of thing, doing that. And then, um, so then after that, I started. So all of this was to take myself away from the alcohol drugs, and you know, get myself into a place where I can kind of reintegrate myself back into work, back into normal life. Because when you're going through that, you can't go to work. You know, but you need work and money to survive. But your head ain't in the right space. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. So um, then I started a lucky. I had a little bit of change saved up, and I started doing these t-shirts. Clothing brand dedicated, nineteen eighty-seven. So I've got a tattoo on my leg there that says dedicated. My brother was doing tattoos before he passed and tattooed his own leg with the same dedicated. I thought I'll put the nineteen eighty-seven with it. That was his birth year, and I was just just the printing on the t-shirts, like the um, not the screen printing. Anyway, printing on T-shirts, mm. so my bra- my brain's gone blank. The, the vinyl, vinyl on the top. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, just the word in dedicated, and I said, put his name in the tag, dedicated 1987 by Joshua Delvin Attil. Oh, and that was mate. like, it's like part of a legacy, so mm. your name lives on. Like your old man, this is part mm, of him. Yeah. His name's continuing to grow. Yeah. And um, But what people don't understand is, even though this says geezer's grief, but really, when you're focused on this, this is towards, this is because of your old man. You yeah, really, you pick yeah. this up. So it says your dad's name. So what is your dad's name? Uh, Dave. Dave. So to you, it might as well say Dave. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? The dedicated to me, it might as well say Josh. But it does take a lot of emotional energy out of you as well because yeah. it's, you know, it, what it stands for. Um, so I was doing that. And I was, I, at first I thought, so I've got the J on my hand here. And he had the J, and I've copied everything he's done. <laughs> yeah. So I thought if I just put a J it's on nice the top, that means something, mate. Doesn't and it? I could wear clothes that just had the J on it. And they're dedicated. Done quite well. Done it for a little while. 
didn't take off, take off like, you know, some of the brands out there. Mm. But again, it was me remembering you. And for the past 10 years, that's what I've been doing. Kind of remembering you and your, he is my legacy. I don't yeah. have any kids yet or at no. the moment for myself. You know, I've got a stepdaughter. I look at her as my own, you know, and like, it's a blessing that my fiance allows me to be in her life like that, you know, yeah. and you know what I mean? And so I, I yeah, I look at her as my own, but I don't have my own kids right now. And so he is my legacy, his name to live on, you know, and um, I'm just pushing forward with that. But then I thought to myself, I wouldn't want him to feel bad, like, you know, that all I've done was think about him. So now I found it's time to work on me as well, what I like to do and what I enjoy doing, you know, instead of just your name. So yeah. that's why I've done the SAS. It's like, yeah. you know what, that's something I've always wanted mm. to do. I've always wanted to be a military man. So like the geezers that took the course, I've got, my, you know, my hats off to them. I always looked at myself, if I made it in, that's the sort of lengthy yeah. service I would have done. I'd, I would have tried to get right to their, you know, mm -hmm. their status. That That's where I would have aimed to get yeah. to. So when I was on the course, I was like, I'm looking at these guys, like, man, like you're, you're an inspiration mm. to me. So I was taking it serious, you know. Yeah, mate, you, done, you smashed yeah. it, didn't you, to be fair? You yeah. done really, really well, well. said in the jungle. It so, was, yeah. it was. So I took that really seriously. And I've since then, I've been focusing a bit on about me. So at the moment, but then again, I've, I've, so I'm going to do the channel swim, swim the channel. Yeah, so I went and met a guy called Harry Middleton yesterday. That was at Hampton, wasn't it? Yeah, Hampton. So that's down the road for us. That, yeah, so I, I don't meet him again. I've messaged him on Instagram. Mm. And uh, it's the same sort of thing. It's, mm. a, it's a circle. And I was like, look, mate, I've, your name's come up. And, you know, I just wanted to ask you a few questions, if you don't mind. It's like, yeah, anything, you know what I mean? Then obviously this has progressed over a bit of time. I said, do you want to meet up for a swim? If you mind like, helping me get into a bit of shape. So that was good. Um, so it's unofficial, but official. So I've got a couple of dates. I've got August 2024. That would be good because my birthday is 6th of August and this is right, between okay. the 4th and 11th. Yeah. Or there's J June 2025. Seems like a really long way away. But well, I guess it's not but just like you can pick it up. Tomorrow, yeah, yesterday, yeah. Uh, you know, it, yesterday, I'm really good at swimming, but I hadn't swam for a while. So yesterday, I think we'd done about an hour, then about a kilometre. And I was like, yeah, I can't do this on mindset alone, you know. I need to, so the 2025 might be the more realistic one. So I'm starting a charity also called the Joshua Levi Foundation. Yeah. Still in the process with the solicitors because to help me do the application. It yeah. costs quite a bit of money yeah. paying them. You can do it for free, mm -hmm. but I don't want the application to get sent back and no, forward. You want it done properly. Yeah, so that will be um, helping people suffering from their mental health, loss, bereavement or past trauma, you know, getting them help they need privately, tailored to them individually, so, you know, it's more signposting to begin with. So if somebody come in and they've lost somebody bereavement, so it might be a bereavement counsellor, it might be a psychologist, it might send them to a wellness retreat, mm -hmm. but we will cover the costs and it's okay. private. Yeah. NHS, I'm yeah, still on the way. Amazing, yeah. amazing. Have you found, sorry to go back, that's but right. in 2013, have you seen like mental health gone the it's, last few years? Is, it's gone through the roof, yeah. hasn't it? And I feel that because a lot of people think, well, I'm not suffering. And I always thought that I'm all right. That I'm, yeah, I'm going through my, my shit, but... I'm, I'm not got mental health because it, it seems it's a stigma to it like men, I'm not mental mm. but it's not mental health is like having a heart condition it's your health it's just yeah. the health of your mind mm. you know I think everyone does have it it's just how you can portray it to people yeah like you might be out you could worry about the smallest thing yeah but you get someone think oh fuck it it's, it's yeah the people world, is it? different but I think it? since you lose someone you think there's more to life than worrying worrying about, about the small like, things yeah. yeah whereas people who get all hot on it yeah you just like chill out yeah i can't chill out yeah um so yeah and again some people have better coping mechanisms than others yeah. 
Um, some people think that they're dealing with it, but they're not dealing with it. You've brushed it under the carpet again. Yeah. You know, no, like it's weird. So sometimes you think, no, I'm dealing with it, but you, there's some things you might be doing is not actually dealing with it when you think about it on the whole. And then you spoke to somebody and you're like, oh, okay. So mental health, I found for me personally, it will never go. You know, suffering with that, you know, if it's a loss, you, yeah. you'll never get over yeah. it. Never. There's you know, always going to be like triggers to yeah, it. There, yeah. There's, but then you have the coping mechanisms and ways that you can control it because you might feel it coming on. I'm feeling a bit anxious, a bit, you know what? Give myself five minutes. I'm going to put the computer yeah. down. My last guest, minutes. Kerry, he was like sort of saying when he'd done therapy, the therapist spoke about like, um, like some days he might, like he'd done it like a river. Basically, some days he might want to jump this side of the river where he's like feeling shit about yeah. what's happened, goes back on it. And then this day where he's like dealing with it really well. And he might jump from one day over to, to the to, shit side, to the other side. But then he's he's built up like this sort of co coping mechanism where he knows how he to get back, back then. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And that's the thing. It's, it's understanding when you feel a certain way or having those coping mechanisms but like i said it will never go when it doesn't make you mental or a bad person or nah, not at all. it's just it's just grief isn't it and yeah. um you don't want it to go away I don't no think. Uh, like, that's what the psychologist said he said if you had a button that you could press and it would clear everything that you had been through and all of those traumas and obviously we'd always want that our, our people back don't get me wrong yeah. but just all these things that have happened in life would you press it and you're like well maybe that's molded me to be who i am now yeah if you haven't gone through certain things in life I don't know who I'd be now. Maybe you don't have that life experience of knowing how to overcome obstacles, deal with certain feelings, emotions. It molds you to, to for me to be sitting here now, for you yeah, not to start yeah, Jesus' grief, yeah. for me to try and do the COVID, to go abroad, or for you to do the jobs that you do. You know, it, yeah. it, it, it Mate, you've got to be a strong person to come through what, what you've come through. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Every, every single thing from going on SAS to wanting to start a charity and that, yeah. like, mate, it just proves how, like, strong you yeah. are. Do you know what I mean? So the charity... Sorry, still got, sorry, mate. You're still going to have, like, obstacles in the way as well. So when you get married, when you have your first kid and stuff like yeah. that, and your brother's not there, yes. you're thinking, oh, yes. I wish she was here. Yeah, there's certain things that happen in life or achievements you have, and you're like, oh, yeah, I, I wish, wish they were there. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they were there. Because they would what? love it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, they're there. They're there. They are there. We don't know. This life that we live in now, this is limbo. You know, we don't know what's after this. You know, when you go, we don't know where you end up. Maybe this isn't life. Maybe life is starts when we pass. And yeah. one thing we all know is we're not getting, we're not, we're not going to leave this planet alive. <laughs> there's yeah, there's yeah, no way yeah, out yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, this is, this is Limbo. And I've, I found again, you know, just, it makes us who we are today, you know. And um, it's, yeah, it's very cliche, isn't it? But you do just have to live each day yeah like and it do. showed me that's what i was going to say my brain kind of went to rubbish mode <laughs> um so what it's taught me is life is very precious so when we leave the house each morning we were like all right i'll see you later tom see you later i'll see you like who says you're going to make it home there's no guarantee you're getting home like yeah. we just take for granted like, i'll see you later so you know once you leave the house anything could happen you know god yeah. forbid but that's why it's when you even if it's something petty you fall out about I'll give you a hug before I leave and say, look, I love you. See you later. Because yeah, ain't worth if it, you go and you don't met back through that door, the person that's on the, the other side of it that is there, they can be like, man, I wish, I just, I wish we didn't have that argument before you left. And it's going to yeah. grate on you. And it will stay yeah. for a long time. And you're going to feel guilty. Then you start beating. Maybe if we didn't have that argument, that wouldn't have happened. And you know what? You know, maybe it would have happened still, but you feel like things are your fault. Yeah. You know, things, are, you know, so 
I think just being loving and kind to anybody, you know, I'm very caring to a lot of people. Uh, might look chunky or whatever, but I'm a very genuine person, very loving, that's very kind. That's what they said on the SAS. How yeah. How nice she was and stuff. I wanted to be like you. And stuff yeah, like that. that's, you know, Josh. A lot of people yeah. went to you for advice and that. Didn't yeah, they? and that was just naturally me being me, you know. And But what they don't realise is I look up to them as well. And they push me, even though people might look up to you and like, mm. mate, you got me through. I'm like, well, you got me through that, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm coming up with all this because of mm. I've met you and mm. you've helped me in more ways than you're I've... bringing it out of me. Yeah, sort of thing, you're yeah. bringing the strength out of me. I've just always looked quite strong. You might look tough, but that's not me. So, you know, I'm, I feel like just going off on the look doesn't mean, like, you could be stronger than me, but you might think I look stronger. I'm like, oh, no, mm, I'm not, yeah. you know. Um so yeah, being on that show that Josh that I met there, again, straight away, as soon as I met him, he's got a tattoo there, didn't he? His name's Joshua. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. it, mm. this is a sign. And he's very reserved and meeting him out of SAS, he talks a lot. He talks a hell mm. of a lot, you know what I mean? Mm. And watching him grow from SAS, to be fair, because he was, like you saw, he's he was, he was, yeah. he pro quite, boxer, isn't he? Yeah, pro boxer, he's doing well. He's quite reserved, you know, and where I'm just, just straight, I give you everything, all mm. of me, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, so when I come out and I've watched him do certain interviews, I had to message him. He done one for Sky, Sky Sports for the Can't boxing thing. Mate, the way he was speaking and like articulated himself, I'm like, I was like, come on, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's <laughs> what I was like, yes, like yeah. you know, you, you're doing so man, well. Yeah. And I've watched some of his videos that he does for the One Vision thing that he does and um, a new page, you know, training and different things. Mm-hmm. And the way he speaks, I'm like, mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. come a long way. You come a long way. You're probably sort of his role model as such. Yeah, you, your brother was yours. Yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, and him meeting him, him being Josh already, I was just like, that's a sign, man. It's mm. we could, again we could say coincidence. Yeah. But for me, I was like, yeah. Nah, it's nice, mate. You gotta take like we said, you gotta take little things yeah. like that, innit? And yeah. like like you say, where he's like sort of speaking so well and all that, you've probably helped contribute yeah, contributed that, a bit you know to that. I, mean? I wouldn't yeah. want to ever say that I've made you like that or no. I've nah, nah, but you've had your input. But we've had input mean? on each yeah. other and that ten days we was there it was very intimate. I don't know you from Adam, for example, but we're sleeping being together, we're, to we're yeah. eating together. You're very close. We've got no TV, no phone. So now all, all we have is communicating. Yeah, so in yeah, 10 yeah. days, see how close you can get to somebody. Quite refreshing in a way. It, it? was. It was amazing. When we come out of there, I didn't even want to turn my phone on. Yeah. Mm, you know? Real world. Yeah, yeah. To social media, back to life, back to reality. And when we all come back, we was all in a bit of a bubble for a bit. You've just been doing all, for me personally, this is why I crashed a bit when I came back because I was doing all the things I've ever dreamt of. You know, as young men, yeah, an action man. I always mm. wanted to be action mm. man. I wanted to be that sort of that person, you know. I think everyone watches and thinks, "I want to give that a go." I want to give like, it a go. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Push yourself, and that's how I felt. Let me, let me try it. So you've been doing all the absent enough waterfalls. And remember, I wanted to be in the military, so I've come back to England and think, all right, what do I do now? Back and drive a lorry. You know, I had a bit of a wobbly. To be honest, I, I was driving down the motorway one day. I just felt so low again. It's sort know. of not relating it, but like, no, when Fury won the heavyweight championship and he was like what do i do now yeah what, like, do, I what do? do i do now? yeah like, you've gone from that and then you've got no other goals yeah and such. Um, i um see this is again nobody has heard this so i was driving down the map i really low a bit after come back man i just and i think was eating at me i just a bit of a relapse really not the drinking the drugs but it's just like i don't know if i tried to kill myself i don't know if i think it was more cry for help that's what it was more you know like i just a big crowd of helps was driving. And you know what? I just put my foot on the accelerator. I was on the M1. I just drove into the, got the side barrier and I just drove. There's a bit where it starts and then stops. So it was like a head-on bit. Mm-hmm. And I drove at it at 90. 
really, hit yeah. it. This is a few months back. Flipped the car five times. Fuck. All I had was all the car. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I really, again, this is why I'm just being honest on mm. here because, again, I'm starting yeah, no, the charity. Yeah, mate, we really appreciate it. Yeah, you know what I mean? starting the charity thing and the things I'm doing now. It's just to show you that no matter how far you come, some days you still... Yeah, you're going to wake up. You wake up, shit. Shit. Always going to be obstacles. Yeah, and always. that's when Channel 4, I spoke to them, they was like, right, now we're getting you to speak to somebody. And that's when I spoke to somebody after that. Oh, it's made me, like, I wouldn't do that again. No. And, but what I'd done there... You know, being close to death, actually, you realise how much you appreciate what you have. What how you much got. I appreciate my life. And a lot of people, when they've committed suicide, they just wanted something to stop them or pull them away, to see that somebody cared. Mm. It, and most of the people that do it didn't want to do it. Unless you've got really bad mental health and you do things, you know, um, you know, bless those it's people. A help, it's a it? big cry of help and you don't want to do it. And You just want yeah, someone to grab you to out. To grab you out and, yeah. you know, and like they see you there and they pull you down and it, yeah, it might be, a, I want a bit of sympathy. I might, yeah, I might do. I might want a hug. Mm. I just want a hug and yeah. cry on someone's shoulder. But it just shows how open you are because like you say, you don't know us from Adam, but you've just opened up. Yeah. Like if someone's listening to that and thinking... He just said he that. Just well, said I can't that. tell my best mate. Uh, yeah, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm struggling. And yeah. this is after being on SAS. Yeah. You know, and you might think he's a strong guy. He's done really well. Mm. But we still battling demons. And it might just be I just got overwhelmed. You know, I think about my brother. I'm up early in the morning for work. You know, a lot of people are. Yeah, not the yeah. only one. But do you, I think a lot of people relate to this. When you're driving on the road at 4 or 5 a.m., there's not a lot of people out yet. So it's you, your thoughts. And you kind of got time to think, right, where do I want to be in life? Mm. And... Until it gets to about eight o'clock, all the cars are out and life starts again. You're like, yeah, oh, I, don't really, yeah. I don't really like this. Yeah. I had the roads to myself for a minute. Yeah, it was just yeah. me and you can see the sun coming up, the, the orangeness in the, in the sky, you know, and it's really surreal yeah. and really like, it's, it's, it makes you think a bit more. And then once life starts again after eight, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I just want people to understand I've been there with the dream, been there with the drugs, I've been there putting myself down, beating myself up, self-destruct mode again, self-sabotage, and I was so close to going back into that crap. And um, that's why I'm doing the charity and then helping people. And I want them to understand that, you know, this is somebody that's been there. So I, I'm not saying all our traumas are the same, but we can all relate. Yeah, we're all going through the same thing. And sometimes speaking to somebody that's been through it is easier than speaking to someone that hasn't. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing on the person that hasn't. It's just, it's more relatable. 100%. What yeah. would your advice be for someone who's just like experienced loss? Um, for one, it's it's going to take some time, you know. It will take some time. You, 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 nothing's going to get better instantly, you know. But I would say if you feel a type of way, try to open up a little bit. Um, I know sometimes trying to get on the NHS or trying to speak to someone, you know, Samaritans or the line, sometimes it gets frustrating because you're calling up and no one's answering. But go to GP, say, I just want to speak to someone about bereavement. You know what I mean? And it could be... You speak to the doctor and once you've come out, you know, you don't have to take medication for it because I found, personally, I would say don't, depending on how you are, because mm -hmm. it suppresses everything. You want to get it out. Yeah, so yeah, but yeah. once you've had a little word with the doctors and they've put you on a little list and you've just gone through the motions, I say, you do feel a bit better when you come out. You're like, right, that was good. I kind of said what was on my mind, how I feel. They've put you down to the next avenue and you kind of feel like I can kind of get on with my life. So I'd say, just say, don't hold it in. Speak to someone, whether it's a friend, a family member. There's always one person, I think, in anybody's life that you can be open with. So. I'd say speak to them. You know, don't hold it in. Or a stranger. Sometimes talking to strangers, you know, it's like, mate, it's feeling a bit shit today. You know what I mean? It might be a work colleague. Mm. And then you'll see the response you get. And then yeah, sometimes you never know. They, they might will relate tell you about it, yeah. their life. Because we 
saying this to my fiance is that you know in life we've, we're all going through something mm. and i found when i started opening up and it's out open up to you and it's like hey i was going through this and that and you're like oh, i'm not the only yeah. one when you like you think you're the only one at yeah. some point yeah even though you know you're not like because you're family and all that but you you think, oh, I'm I'm the only one in the world feeling like this. Yeah, but you're 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 not, and no. a lot of people have gone through a similar situation or worse. And I always, you know, I, you know, I put my brothers. I wouldn't say I put it lower than others, but I'm grateful, and I really feel really heartfelt. I'm not sorry, but I really feel heart hearty, and I have a lot of love and empathy for the people that have lost someone to somebody doing something to that member of their family. Yeah. That must hurt even more. Like we've mm. lost our our loved ones through you know through cancer through things through not through somebody else's hand mm, yeah, you know yeah, so yeah. when you've got to put flowers on the side of the road and that must really anger because mm. we was angry we felt you know cheated yeah. already but it makes you now look at people in a different way like you want to hurt someone or you want to do this to that yeah. because they should you know what i mean and i think that's and that's not good on that person so yeah. on their on their self that's what starts putting mm -hmm. you in a downward cycle you know so, you know, my heart goes out to those people that have lost someone like that. And, um, but yeah, just, I think people need to reach out, speak up a bit. And hopefully by the time this charity set up, it's, it's midway there, you know, done the commissioning letter. It takes Perfect. about four or five months once you send it to the charitable yeah. commission's office to come back. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the channel swim, try and raise some money for that, for then, again, like I said, for covering people's, you know, yeah, yeah, um, You should be proud of yourself, mate. Well. Yeah. You should be really proud of yourself, and, um, like, it's amazing. Again, it'll be good to, it's like a web. So then you have other people that you speak to along the way where you can try and incorporate things like this, you know, with group sessions. I yeah. was thought to myself, wellness retreats where you have people that have gone through, there's stuff like that already, gone through mm -hmm. traumas in life, you know, then you have activities where people can stay you can go hire a big place somewhere in the countryside, yeah. you know, obviously this is the charity will pay for it. Um, and then you have, you probably have some different type of therapies there, people there for that, but you have a structure today. I right, get up, have breakfast, yeah, yeah, do some yeah. team bonding. People can bring their kids as well. Cause it's not just the adults, you know, and, um, get people working together, little groups where you can open mm -hmm. up about things, talking therapy, maybe where somebody can take the stage and, or in a circle, not too formal and talk a bit about your grief. Don't know if it be five minutes, few minutes. Oh seconds. mate, I think you're really onto something. Yeah. I think it's and a then, really um, good idea. And then maybe like yoga, breathing work, you know, um, Holistic therapy, sound bath treatment, that stuff really That's works cool. because it's on the soul. It's really calming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Along with conventional, you know, yeah. therapy. It's so, like, people think, what's the answer? But it is, like, literally getting Each up. our own, isn't it's, it? It's Something positive. Yeah. 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 Good, moving well. Yeah. Small little wins, yeah. but, like, it all counts. You ain't got to and think, how oh, the fuck do I get myself yeah. out? It's right. It's literally get up. Yeah. Much, like, yeah. Get up. Do something I think, positive. yeah, the main thing is when, you, when it first hits, the, the trauma of the grief is... Get up and have a shower. Have something to eat. You know, that's the, try and get the basics done. Mm. You know, get up, get dressed, go for a walk, have a shower. You know, you can come home and sit down. Because at first you're not going, you're not going to work or you're, you're having a moment to yourself, you're you know. But yeah, don't try and, and that's when you start becoming stagnant, isn't yeah. it? Your mind's yeah, a little bit of a routine, in it? Yeah, go for a walk. You don't have to hit the gym as such straight away. Because, nah. But each to their own, there's no one glove fits all. Nah, nah. So it's, you know, Finding there's so many different ways to do things out there. So just finding what suits you and just being open to to doing new things. You know. Yeah. Oh man, so, I think uh, it's amazing. Yeah. So again, like I said, the charity, the 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 SAS thing, and the people that I met there. You know, meeting you guys, the swim I done yesterday. You know, it all helps 
you know, build you up as your character. Don't just focus on money, you know. We all need money to survive, but what are your values, your core values? Focus on them as you grow. It's more to laugh than money, man, you know. Because a lot of people, it's materialistic, you know, but material things, this is what I'm saying to myself, material things, they get holes and they get old and you need to replace them and they're short-term fixes for yourself. Mm. But you see, if like, yeah, no, you've gone for a run, you run five miles, you know, you or you took part in a challenge, you know. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Some people say, but then you get kind of hooked on that and you need to do more and more. Like, yeah, that's true. I won't take that away. But what you do find is that was part of your growth. Yeah. That kind of change your mindset, your way of thinking, that's helping you, you know, again, your, your core values mm-hmm. and you grow as a person. So that you don't get from clothes or buying stuff no, through money. No. This this lasts forever. And then you have those memories of, you know, this is what I've done and this is who I'd met along the way and your growth as it's a person. Your achievements. Counts for a lot more, doesn't it? Your accountability, you know, so. Yeah, someone would be proud of. I think yeah. your brother would be really proud of you. Yeah, you know, and um, I'm glad because there was a point that I felt like his spirit was like, man, I don't want to be around you no more for a bit. Not like I've dropped you off, but I don't agree with all this. And now you're putting it on me that this is the reason why you're doing this and like mm. well i you know I, I get it but nah man go and sort your shit out yeah. you know what i mean go and try and push forward and well, you've done it mate that's the thing you could easily stay in that rut and yeah you, no one would blame you because of what you've been through yeah and what you are doing mate mm. like you're doing some like unreal stuff yeah like, you've really push yourself like and there's more to come in there do you yeah. know what i mean and that's why it's a pleasure coming here today oh no like, we, we haven't really met we don't know each other no. from adam you know, but um, it, it it was nice that no, you reached out and being so open as well, mate. Because a lot of people wouldn't dare say what you've said. Yeah, they're so scared of what it coming out. Yeah, what it might yeah, the reper- not repercussions, but how people think of yeah. you now. Yeah, I've like said about crashing the car, but you know, like some of my family don't know about it, but I maybe you should know because yeah. before with the drink, it was in like it was in the paper that little bit like you was drinking a bit and da da da. And mine was like, I didn't. I knew he was drinking, but I didn't know it was that bad. I'm like, yeah. well, yeah, it, it was, but I hid it. I hid it well. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, the people around you as well. Yeah, right? but maybe it's time when no, no, they should know and know it's how all part of your growth, mate. Yeah, it's all part of your growth. Yeah, you know? like I say, the more people, well, the more you talk about it, the more you can explore options of like overcoming these obstacles yeah. and that kind and then of. Then before, then more it becomes like that's right. That's where I was. That's where that's all that's in the past, yeah. and that's not who I want to be anymore. I've gotten past that, and I'm becoming a different and person. More people can hear it and relate to it, and hopefully, it helps them. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It will. Yeah, exactly. It'll definitely help them. I think being open and honest with yourself and taking accountability for you, for for where you was and why you're in a certain rut. It's easy to, to brush you off, and I don't know why I was here, but in your head, you're like, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you you're lying to yourself, yeah. and I don't want to be lying to myself anymore. And um, yeah. There's a lot of friendships that, you know, a lot of people that are there for me. And I wouldn't say I've destroyed those friendships, but I did push a lot of people away. And, you know, I love those people to bits that were there. And they know who, there's so many names. There's people that open their door to mm-hmm. me and yeah. where I stayed and you, your fridge and your cups go and make a cup of tea. And you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's sometimes things got the better of me. And, you know, I wouldn't say it's not my fault, but it was my fault for what I was doing. But, you know, um. I'm I'm changing. I'm growing. I've never done anything that bad. That is like fucking no. hell. Like you're fucking bad. You're you know. Yeah. You're honest, yeah. mate. As well, you don't blame anyone else. You yeah. Just, like yeah. you're yourself, but you come out. Of you it, come mate. out That's of it. Yeah. And I do. feel when you do say how you feel, and look at a lot of people write books on it. it used to be like look at Richard Price, smoking crack, and mm. doing coke, and you're a well-known comedian, but. You talk about it, you know, you can write a book on your life, you know what I mean? And it's about the journey, the process, you know what I mean? And how we grow, we're all growing, you know what I mean? Every day, 
you know. I wish I was growing in height. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I think we're all about the same height. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're growing in width, though. You're showing broad. Like I said, I saw you doing, I was looking at the Insta. I was like, look. I was like, mate, he's squatting now. I was like, Jesus <laughs> I was thinking, I'll go to gym with him. Then I saw that. I was like, nah, maybe not. I hate it when my mate's here. My mate's are like, yeah, your little brother ain't so much a little brother no more. Oh, you're you a little like, brother? Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> see, you know what's funny? It's the grey Yeah. Me and my brother was like that. The people's like, you're the old one. I'm the old one. I'm like, no way. <laughs> yeah. What? What's the age gap? So I turned 30 in January. Okay. I'm 23. No way. You know what? I, I was saying to my missus yesterday, <laughs> I, I, just, I just say everybody's about 30. I'm a bit disappointed you didn't say that when I said 30. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just think everybody's around 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, just, just the way you are, the way you carry yourself, quite yeah, matured, yeah. you know what I mean? It's uh, it's like the geezer I met yesterday at Harry Middleton. He's 23. I was like, you're 23 and you swam the channel. You started this property thing. You're like big properties, like, you know, a couple of million and mm. above. Oh. Obviously, he's still working yeah. towards it. He's not saying I'm making big money off it, mega bucks. Mm. But like I said, with anything, you progress, keep pushing. Mm -hmm. And that's what you can do, putting the, the hard work. Yeah. I was like, you're 23. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. I was yeah. like, when I was 23, what was I doing? Yeah. I wasn't how, doing how old, this. How old are you? I'm 34. 34. Yeah, I'll be 35 in all. When's your birthday? January the 29th. Okay, and you are. July the 10th. So um, you're soonish. Yeah, soonish. Gonna be 24 yeah. to be July 24, the 29th. Uh, Did you say? July 10th, sorry. Oh, you're not a Leo. What are you Leo? I'm having to think about that. Oh, are you a Leo birthday. star sign? I ain't got a clue, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a Leo. I just know I'm a Leo. <laughs> yeah, we're lying. Like, that's me. Feel the jungle. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, it's been amazing, to be yeah, fair. Thank you. Like, yeah, I really appreciate it. Well done to everything that you've done, mate. Yeah, and, like, thank you, man. Anything that you need help promoting, like your yeah, charity and everything, like, obviously we'll try of and course. back you 100%. We'll all be in touch still. This is, a, this is just the beginning yeah, of exactly, our mate. journey. Yeah, exactly, mate. Anything we can do to help, like, we'll definitely be. You haven't just come here. We've done this, like, right later. Yeah, 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 exactly, That's what we want, mate. Yeah, we can push together and, you know, hopefully along the way there's other people we can get on here and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the way you guys speak, this was all natural. There's no script. Yeah. It's nah. just come out and. Let's just both keep doing like Joshua, our, yeah. our dad, proud, yeah, dad, you know what yeah. I mean? Let's, yeah. let's like carry their Dave. legacy on. Dave? Yeah, Dave, Dave yeah. yeah, cool. Or Chiz. Chiz, yeah. Everyone used to call him Chiz. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, thank you very much, mate. All right, it's thank been a you, pleasure. man. It's been a pleasure. Cheers, yeah. mate. Thanks nice a lot. One.